This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. We are still in February of 2022. The defendant has given her deposition just a few days prior, and we just watched a live video where she talks about the allegation that her husband is actually in cahoots with H&I to spy on her so that he can give us inside information so that we can write about it on these what she calls troll blogs. Obviously, that allegation is completely false and defamatory, but that is where we are in the current timeline. On that live video, over 700 people were watching in real time, which was a lot according to her because in the live video that she did after the deposition, she was excited that there were 458 people on that live video. So this is a pattern. And whenever she gets on a live video and perpetuates her false and defamatory narrative, people tune in. And so more and more people are starting to tune in, the crazier her allegations get. The defendant will continue to talk about how her soon-to-be ex-husband has put H&I on his witness list. Part of her narrative is that H&I being on her husband's witness list is this huge bombshell and backs up all of her thoughts and solidifies that we are actually in cahoots with him. Her followers go along with that uh, as evidenced by their commentary on her live videos and her posts that they agree with her. This is a huge bombshell. Obviously, we're all working together to try and destroy her life, which makes zero logical sense. It also makes zero mathematical sense, but her followers go along with it anyway. On February the 28th of 2022, we received, my legal team and I, the interrogatories from the defendant. And the interrogatories are just a list of questions that they would like us to answer with evidence. There were 25 interrogatories and some of the interrogatories had multiple parts. And so I believe the deadline to answer interrogatories is 30 days. So we received this on February the 28th, and we will be answering it within those 30 days. Some of the interrogatories are just basic information that we have actually kind of already answered in the retraction letters. It asks us to state what the basis is for the lawsuit, when and where did the libel and or slander take place, evidence of that, and those kinds of things. It also asks for evidence of any harm that has been done to me in terms of my employment medical records, things like that. Then also on February the 28th of 2022, the defendant made a live video. Mm-mm-mm. I got to figure out, do I write my, back to my FBI people that I'm supposed to be writing? Or do I shut off those and then really fill it tomorrow? 
So the defendant is back to her intimidation tactics with the FBI mention here. And we know from her deposition that all of the times before that she mentioned the FBI, she actually never had a meeting with them. She said that she corresponded with them two or three times and that the substance of that conversation was that she told them what was going on and they told her that they were sorry. It doesn't stop her from continuing that intimidation tactic now in this new phase of her narrative. But once again, the intimidation tactic didn't concern me because I knew that I hadn't done anything, but it was concerning to me because this is an intimidation tactic that she uses to try and make herself sound more credible. And her followers are assuming she's in contact with all of these authorities, which is harming my reputation. And that is the concern that I have with that. Then a few days later on March the 2nd, 2022, the defendant made another live video. And I don't even care. People say like, oh, don't give a reaction. Like, I don't care. I think it's gross if people get joy out of other people being sad. Literally, if you cry, I will 100% cry. I'm just that type of person. I'm just freaking angry, you know? Just like, so tired. Like, like, I hired a forensic accountant and just like listening to them, like, like it's so, it just makes me so angry. <laughs> and people say like, God doesn't reward greedy people. The fuck he don't. Oh. So bad at him right now, John. I don't even want to talk about Jesus. Super bad at him. Anyways, I just got on here to say I'm pissed off. Like, it's hard. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, there needs to be some rules changed in this world. Like, people should not be able to get away with mean things. Literally, when all this is said and done, I will literally tell you the only, like, petty thing I did the entire time one singular thing that's it and honestly it was funny I didn't do nothing ugly I swear to god on the bible I promise I didn't do no mean things no petty things no uh-uh I'm just doing this because of this no so bad why can't we all just go in a room and tell the truth so just angry okay friend just angry and I'm tired it's just like the wave you know like I was doing so well in my life and then I hired Captain Crazy and life went to very quickly after that with my business and then and I was like riding on being an Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies in America making four and a half million dollars that year to like literally we went from four and a half million to not even a million but I'm I'm okay I'm from the trailer park girl I can ride it out about half of my medicine because I thought like maybe it's a medicine making me feel like I'm being stalked in my own house turns out it wasn't so frustrating makes me so mad you know work so hard like i was sitting there last night like entering products into the system like seeing more stuff that was done in my back end system that just wasn't good deceitful stuff and it's just like you know at what point does it just stop none of this was rooted in anything other than dollars that's gross I could have told y'all everything that happened a year ago, two years ago, but I didn't want to because I didn't want sympathy. I didn't want anybody to feel bad for me. I didn't want people to order because they felt guilty. So I just let it all fall apart. And I thought, if I walk through this, though, and show them that I can still walk to the other side of this, then the, the, the gift that comes out of it, it won't be dollars and cents because you can make that on your own. But it'll be that somebody else, maybe, you know, you can save someone's life. Theoretically, you really could. And that's still my hope. But I'm going to tell you, it's hard.
and I know how tough I am. I know my skin is so thick, girl. Huh. Literally, ain't nobody love me more than me. Maybe Jesus, but he's really driving nuts right now. I know how hard it is for me, and I always tell people, like, if it's this hard for me, imagine how hard it is for somebody who's not this tough, you know? Like, she probably wants to jump off a bridge. I get it, girl. But we cannot do that. Also, statistically, that would be my, like, trajectory, but... I have way too much stuff to do on this planet. And Jesus is going to come get me. I ain't going. I'm not welcoming myself to the pearly gates on my own. He's going to have to come down here and get me. Because I have some chalking. We have a conversation to have Mr. Jesus. Because I'm tired of paying attorneys. Oh gosh, be an attorney. In the beginning of this clip, she starts out by saying that she has now hired a forensic accountant. And she has said this multiple times before. And in her deposition, she said that she actually didn't hire a forensic accountant. And then later in her deposition, she said, well, she was going to, and then she gave their name, but she didn't know what to tell them to look for. But to her followers, it's a different story. She has started this narrative saying that she had a forensic accountant and why no one picks up on the fact that she's just now saying that she's hiring a forensic accountant, I I won't understand. But that is her current narrative is that she's just hired a forensic accountant and it's just unbelievable what they're telling her. She also talks about how she was doing so well until she hired Captain Crazy Profanity, which is a term of endearment that she uses for me. And then she goes on to give specific revenue numbers. She said that she went from 4.5 million in sales to not even a million. And I only bring that up because she has said and alleged that I had written on these troll blogs, sensitive financial information that only I would know. However, number one, those posts were never produced and I have never shared any of that information anywhere. And number two, this is just an example. The defendant shares everything. She'll even say in videos that she shares every detail of her life on social media. And this is not the first time that she has shared numbers about her business. So then when she goes into the narrative that there's financial information on the internet that no one else would know, it just doesn't add up because it's either public record or she has said it herself. She also said that none of this was rooted in anything other than dollars. As I said in the previous episode, her husband trying to work with H&I to destroy her life and ruin her business, it doesn't make mathematical sense. Also, divorcing her automatically cuts his assets in half. And so the narrative that he's only working with us for financial gain and ruining her business for financial gain it doesn't make any sense. He benefited also from her business. So I'm not really sure again, why none of her followers are picking up on that and why they are encouraging her. And in the comments of this video, one of them even says that they are ready to fight somebody. So tell him to meet her out in the parking lot. And they are believing what she is saying, even though it makes no sense at all. She also said that she could have told everybody everything from the beginning, but she didn't want sympathy or sales. She has told everyone this from the beginning. We are in episode 25 of reviewing footage, and we haven't even reviewed all of the footage of her telling this false and defamatory narrative that she perpetuates as her truth. But as we have seen, 
every time she is having a big sale or she is trying to sell a certain item, typically the box item that she sells every month, she will make a big long post or make some live videos. And then there it is at the end. Shop my sale. The website's half off. This is buy to get to free. Whatever the sale is at that point, she brings it in. So she is saying here that she is not telling people this and she hasn't told anyone any of this because she didn't want sympathy or sales, but that is exactly what she has been doing since November of 2020. Then on March the 3rd of 2022, the defendant's husband did respond publicly to her allegations and it was a very simple post about that he's aware that there is someone out there making crazy allegations against him and He also focused this post on mental health awareness and how people should be sensitive to people who have mental illness. He's aware of the allegations, but he just wants to draw attention to mental illness and for people to know that it is more common than people would think. And just to take comfort in that people may not be going through a situation with someone with mental illness alone, that he is also experiencing that. Then on March the 4th of 2022, the defendant made the following Instagram story really did I always think that the crystal lawsuit would be the craziest thing that ever happened to me in my entire life but nope you done took the cake I <laughs> flavor I like to eat but you done took that cake oh lord help me so here it's just a quick clip where she is saying that she really thought that the lawsuit with H and I would be the craziest thing to ever happen in her life And she does say our full names in that. And that has been a pattern since the deposition. She has started to say our names frequently and she will continue to do that. But she is saying here that her husband's involvement is even crazier, which I agree with. It's an even crazier allegation. It's wild and outlandish. And how people continue to believe it is a mystery to me and will remain a mystery to me probably forever. A few days later, the defendant responds to her husband making his public post about her in a series of Instagram stories on March the 6th of 2022. I'm here doing what I love to do best, lining out all my spring collection and the stuff I'm going to take on my trip this week. And I was just like, I think I should probably tell them that I'm like also crying at the same time. And have you ever felt like like you're crying for yourself and you're crying for other people? Number one, I'm so embarrassed by my ex-husband's antics this week. Um, saying things that are not true on the internet. And that doesn't bother me. It's never bothered me. It just solidifies A, the timeline of, it corroborated my timeline. And B, that the person talking about me on the internet said the same thing that he said in paragraph form. And I would have told you that he couldn't speak in paragraphs, but lo and behold... They did. But also, I've always been very transparent with how this affects me mentally. I think it affects everybody differently. My dad died. I was betrayed by some employees that were very close to me at the same time. And now I'm going through, I want to say, to like try to gain sympathy or capitalize off of like how this makes someone feel is just shameful. I always thought it was weird that I didn't want to take that medicine. And um, he would tell me to keep taking it. And you guys know that I haven't taken it since I think the or late December. And my mind is so much different. You guys all say like, you're so much calmer and you can focus. It's funny, huh? So he's not a doctor. He can't diagnose anyone. And 
as somebody who takes medicine for his own issues, I don't feel like he should be commenting on mine, but it's fine that he does. Um, it also helped me figure out really quickly who was Switzerland or who was not on board with that bull and who was, so that was great. Just like I said, same people I thought were involved in the beginning <laughs> lined up right there. So I just want to apologize for anybody who is struggling with mental illness because I know that's not a joke. Uh, I'm embarrassed for anybody who really does have a mental illness. I told you guys a long time ago that I had asked my counselor if I should take anything because I'm so against taking stuff. And you guys were so helpful in telling me, like, it's not a big deal if you have to. And my answer back to my doctor and my counselor was like, well, if I take something, like, my problems are still going to be there. Now I just took a pill. And you know, I don't like that. So they gave me some medicine. I don't remember what it's called something i don't remember what it was all 90 pills are still in the bottle and like i've always said i wanted to be able to tell you guys i got through this without having to use any medicine but also it shouldn't be something that's shamed if you do have to take a medicine and maybe more people would talk about their mental state if they didn't have ex-husbands who tried to gain instagram sympathy by saying the stuff they say it's just it's but that's you know i said in the end of this you got to be that guy and i wouldn't want to be that guy because I have friends who genuinely need to get help and they don't want to talk to anybody because they don't want somebody to shame them. I will be fine. I'm tough broad. Everybody knows that. I have never once doubted in my life that anybody would believe the things I say. I don't think about that. It's just not something that crosses my mind. But it is so embarrassing for 16 years I didn't see that side so I apologize post like made your heart hurt or made you feel shamed um those are not my thoughts uh, you can come to me broken in a million pieces and I will help pick you back up I would never in my life shame somebody for anything they've been through and trust me I've been through all the things <laughs> um and just know that if you're in a situation like that where somebody is trying to capitalize off your mental health in any kind of way, there are numbers you can call. You can DM me my email. And I can't offer you like clinical advice or legal advice or medical advice, but I can pray for you. And that works. It really does. I just said you can pray in the same sentence, but that is true. It does work. So I'll give you the cliche answer is that the only way I get through this was with my friends in Jesus, but that is just the truth for me. So that was my walk. But Anyways, I'm going to get back to my clothes and you can cry. Your heart can be joyous and broken at the same time. Don't let no man tell you different. Hearing him say those things out loud, the exact same things that were written about me on the internet, like word for word, uh, you know, it just like makes it real, you know, it's like writing it down, you know. So when you see it, you're like, oh, no, that was like the same sentence that was on the troll blogs or, um, you know. It just makes it like, it makes it real. And when it's real, you can't undo the truth. So it's like heartbreaking. Like everybody's like, oh, it's such a win. Look, he admitted same exact words, but it's like never really a win. You know, it's never a win. In the beginning of this clip, she starts out by saying how embarrassing it is that someone would say untrue things about you on the internet. And I couldn't agree more. It's very embarrassing. It's very hurtful. She is also not referring to herself and what she is saying about me on the internet. She is commenting on 
what her husband has recently posted about her and mental health. She also says that the words that her husband said in his post are the same sentence or paragraph that has been written about her on the troll blogs. And what she's referring to here is there has been a lot of speculation on the internet about the defendant's mental health. And so she's seemingly tying in that commentary and saying, oh, well, this is proof that it had to be my husband because it couldn't possibly be anyone else drawing a conclusion based on my behavior and what I'm saying that I'm struggling in mental health. It has to just be my husband. He's the only one who would say or think that. She says again about medicine and is implying that her husband was trying to force feed her medicine, but I have read in a prior episode a text message where she is giving her husband and I and some employees a list of things that she needs every single day, including her medicine. And she told me and her assistant that is part of the assistant's job every day is to give her her medicine at a certain time. It helps wake her up and then to come back and make sure that she's awake 30 minutes later. And that was my understanding also in written form of what the defendant wanted every single day. So now she is trying to turn this narrative into that her husband was trying to force feed her medicine. Now she's not taking it. Her mind is clear. And so once again, she is turning the narrative into something completely different. She also mentions that he shouldn't be talking about mental health considering the medication that he is on. And I only bring that up because she did the same thing to me. Whenever my medical records were released early on in the request for production documents in the early stages of the lawsuit, I had to disclose my medical records and it included some medication that I had to go on because of all of this. And she made a live video and made a dig at me. Uh, one could argue she was shaming me for needing to be on medication. And she's doing the same thing to her husband while she is making a crying story about how his post may have made people who have to take medicine for mental health feel shamed. She is actually actively doing that while talking about how her husband shouldn't do that. She says the people that I thought were involved in the beginning are right there. And I'm not really sure who she's referring to. In prior episodes, she had made references to Laura, who you heard from early on in the podcast and how she always thought that Laura was a troll. And there I am at lunch with her. And so she could be referencing that, but I'm really not sure what she's referencing there. She made a very disturbing statement in saying that she has never doubted that people wouldn't believe everything that she says. And so she likes to try to say sometimes that things are her opinion. She goes back and forth all of the time, but everything that she presents, she presents as fact. And she knows and expects for people to believe her. So when she is perpetuating this false and defamatory narrative about me and H and now her husband, she knows exactly what she's doing. And she is defaming all of us actively and constantly, even to this day. Later that evening, the defendant goes on to make a live video. And in this live video, she talks about how she's having a sale. We're going to have a sale on all logo gear. We're going to have a sale on April 9th. The sale at the warehouse is going to be good, girl. I need room for all these new arrivals. I need to get rid of this old stuff. We got to make some dough. We got a lawsuit to pay for. And this girl is fighting back. I am not laying down and taking it no more. I am going to work my little ass off. 
And then we decided yesterday I'm going to have a party when all this is over. And I'm just going to open it up to Instagram and just tell them they can come. I don't even care if the trolls come too. You could come. We're all going to have a good time. So last night I was at my and I was like, I think we're going to have a party. And he's like, you definitely got to have it here. And I was like, absolutely. He's like, I got you. So I'm going to have a party when all this is over. And I'll tell you all in like two months, three months in advance when it's going to be. So y'all can book some flights and some hotels and come to Texas. And we will just make like a whole freaking weekend out of it. Like a whole weekend. We'll talk about wigs and lashes and hang out. And I'll even have like a braid bar there. I'm going to have like a DJ, everything. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. A huge, we're going to have like three different photo booth areas. I'm not going to stand in one line and take pictures all night long like I did last time. I had so much anxiety. I will not have any anxiety this time. Uh, but don't forget, the warehouse sale is April 9th. Okay, so the page, I need to go find it so I can add it for y'all. Y'all need to join that page. So if you try, type on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Y'all need to come up here. Y'all can stay in my house. Although I got a real little house now, guys. So like we got four bedrooms. We don't have nine. <laughs> so, and it's like the insider page, just like with people that actually order and actually care. And there's probably a couple, honestly, out of 800 people, I think there may be just only one troll in there. I don't know who it is, but also we don't care because that says more about you than me. Um, and I just, I want it to be just a much smaller group. Like it's not, that's where my Instagram's private too. I have no, I could have a million followers if I wanted it. That's, I don't want that. That would be so weird. I do not know a million people. No, I probably do know 10,000 people though. <laughs> I come in contact with a lot of people every day, but I love it. In high school, I was the same way. I was literally just talking all day long. I found my report card from kindergarten. It's actually over here somewhere. And it said, she is such a joy to have in class, but boy, she talks a lot. Nothing changed. But in school, I was always like, hey, what's your name? How are you doing? I don't know. I've always been like that my whole life. Like, it's very hard to be mean to somebody when they walk up to you and they're like, hi, what's your name? Are you having a good day? You know, that's people just aren't mean. And I love it. So I called my vendor for jewelry and I saw her in LA and she just started crying when I walked in the door and I was like, please don't make me cry. I just got my lashes on again today. Oh, I just love her so much. She's the best. And we walked around and we shopped and she, I'd turn around, she'd be crying again. And she was like, I can't believe you're here. And I'm like, I know me neither. I haven't been there in so long. So it's just such a good experience when I was in LA. It was very humbling to walk in and order such different quantities than I'm used to and people still be so encouraging. You know, they're like, I prayed for you or I've been thinking of you or, you know, I see what's going on online and I'm so sorry. And I don't want people to be sorry. I just want them to be inspired and hopeful. You know, we're going to have berets in the fall because I'm going to Paris. I'm hoping to be wrapped up with all this drama by August. I have till August to collect all my data and file a counterclaim if I want to and do all that. Or I guess I have till July for that. But anyways, um, and if I want to do it. And so the point of all that is I'm hoping that by the time I go to Paris for my birthday, this stuff's all wrapped up because your girl's celebrating her 40th at that Eiffel Tower. Come hell or high water. We gonna do it. You edit your account on my website. Let me say this again. My system tells you, me, exactly when you edit your account on my website. Shopify is able to tell you all kinds of things, but you don't even have to go that far because the system tells you whenever you edit accounts on my website. So if I log in and I see like an email address that is very derogatory with my name in it, it tells me when that email address was created. It tells me where the person IP address came from that made it. It tells me all the actions that they did that day. Um, 
So just remember that for later. And I'm very stubborn. I mean, if you tell me something is some way, I'm like, no, well, just let me think. And I don't know if it's stubborn or like stupidly positive or just so eternally optimistic or just like, no, it can't be. But like, I got to wake up. So we waking up. Now my ass is getting back to work because now I'm going to fight back. Because before I was just like, just let it go. Just get away from me. Just do whatever. And now I'm like, no, I will literally pay a million dollars to make sure that I am heard and seen and validated and that the correct story with all the receipts is brought to justice because I have literally never told anybody in all of this, even in exaggeration. So, but you cannot say things that in, we cross that line. So, and you can't take away my business. We're not doing that. I mean, if anybody wants my business, you can have it. I'll make another one tomorrow and we'll all go over there. It's like taking a tray at the lunch table and going to sit at another table. Your friends are going to move to a different table with you. They don't give a shit about the table you just sat at. And if you want to learn that the expensive way, we can. So in this video, she is talking about this huge sale that she's going to have. And despite in the previous stories that we have seen where she says she didn't want to tell anybody because she didn't want sympathy and she didn't want people to order because they felt sorry for her. Actually, four days prior in her story, she was saying that she didn't want sympathy. She didn't want people to order from her because they felt sorry for her. And now just four days later, she is blatantly using it once again, as she has done in the past, saying that she is having a huge sale because she has a huge lawsuit to pay for. And she even calls some people out by name on her video saying, oh, you got to come to my sale and you can stay at my house. But I have a small house now. I only have four bedrooms, not nine anymore, referencing her former home. She also says that she's not going to lay down and take it anymore. This is something that she says frequently. We are now in March of 2022, and she has said this over the course of this lawsuit that she is going to fight back. She also says she's going to have a huge party when all of this is over, and she doesn't even care if the trolls come. And I would just like to point out that part of her narrative and her allegations is that she is being stalked. And if you were truly being stalked, Number one, you wouldn't be so open by putting your life and your location and details on the internet. But additionally, I doubt that you would throw a party and invite whoever you're alleging is stalking you. She also made mention that her Instagram is private and that was just made private in recent weeks. But she starts to say that like she's had a private Instagram this whole time. She also says that she has until August or July to get all of her information together and file a counterclaim. And that is actually incorrect. In the state of Texas, when a lawsuit is filed, the defendant has a period of time to file their answer. Once they file their answer, they have 30 days to submit a counterclaim. So her time frame to submit a counterclaim has long since passed back actually in early 2021 would have been the deadline for that. But here she's saying she has until August, which is currently when the trial is set for. And then she backtracks and says July to gather all of her information and file a counterclaim. Then she kind of goes into a tangent about how if you have an account on her website and you change something in that account to be derogatory, that she can see your IP address and she looks directly into the camera. And that's just an intimidation tactic. I don't know what she's referring to. I have never touched anything to do with my account in her system since I left. I actually had some unused gift cards to her store that I never used. 
And so I don't really know what she's talking about there, but it's just another way that she tries to use intimidation tactics by implying that she has some proof of something that she actually doesn't have. She mentions again that the trolls would send horrible things to her son. Once again, those posts were never produced and I've never sent anything derogatory to her son in any way, shape or form. But she says that to garner more sympathy with her followers because it incites her followers and enrages them that people would be so horrible to her and would involve her child. And so she does bring that up frequently and gets the feedback that I believe that she is wanting whenever she makes that statement. She also says that she would spend a million dollars to make sure that the correct story is told with all of the receipts. Once again, I would like to point out that in her deposition a few weeks prior, she admitted to having no evidence and no facts to base any of her statements on. And additionally, nothing else was ever turned over. So once again, if you have these receipts and you are being sued, the time to produce those isn't when all of this is over at your party. It is now while you are in the lawsuit. There is an ongoing responsibility that you have when you are in a lawsuit to produce additional discovery as it comes available. And she produced nothing, which makes total sense to me because there is no truth to anything that she says. But she just says this over and over again to her followers, and they think that she has all of this proof. In the prior videos, the defendant had begun talking about how she was going to have surgery soon. Hopefully my other elbow in April, if this one heals good, and then I'm going to have surgery on my left foot in June and my right foot in July. I'm having surgery in 20 days on, on my elbow and my arm. And I don't know, I wanted to ask you guys if you've ever had any kind of surgery like that. It's called ulnar nerve entrapment. So I have a nerve that's going across my elbow right now that's causing me to drop stuff. So in these videos, she starts talking about how she's going to have surgery. And then actually on March the 1st, she said that she will be having surgery in 20 days, which would make it March the 21st, the date of her surgery. Mine and age's depositions are currently scheduled for March 30th and 31st. However, on March the 7th, I got a notification from my attorneys that the defendant was canceling our depositions because she was having a medical procedure. First of all, I knew that the issues that she was talking about requiring surgery, these are not new issues. She talked about them when I worked with her and was planning to have surgery then. And so then she recently just brought it up again and has now used it to cause another legal delay. And I was livid. We had already been through having to reschedule her deposition five times and mine and age's deposition would get rescheduled as well because in this legal process, the defendant's deposition is supposed to be first, followed by plaintiff and then intervening plaintiff. And so I was already very frustrated. And after finally taking her deposition, I was looking forward to my deposition, not only because I wanted the legal process to continue so that we could get to the trial, but also because I had been silenced for months, over a year since November of 2020, and I shut my social media down. I have not been able to talk about this with anyone besides my husband, some close friends, and my attorneys since this all started. And so I was finally going to have the opportunity to say with my own mouth, not just from the lawsuit, not just from the retraction letters, I did not do this. 
I did not do this. I did not do this. I did not do this. It was finally going to be my turn to say and arguably look her in the face across the table at this deposition. This is not true. I did not do this. And at that moment, that opportunity was ripped away from me once again, and I was livid. And I sent my attorneys an email that was rather strongly worded, not towards them, but to express my frustration. I said, I realize you are only the messenger for this preposterous request. So please forgive my tone below as it is in no way directed at you. It is insulting that the defendant keeps creating these scheduling issues and wasting the valuable time of everyone involved. I am not available for any of the dates in your email. They had sent some other dates to circulate. As you are aware, my deposition as well as H's deposition has been rescheduled since December 15th of 2021. The defendant has only recently begun scheduling scheduling these medical procedures as evidenced in some videos that I attached where she continues to further her defamatory narrative towards me, H, and the defendant's soon-to-be ex-husband. According to the video attached where she says her surgery date, she will be having surgery on March the 21st, which would not conflict for the March 30th or 31st deposition. She could have attended that deposition on Zoom. She could have had someone drive her to that deposition. The surgery that she was referring to was going to be on her elbow, I believe. And so 10 days before a deposition, having surgery like that would not have prevented her from attending that deposition in some way, shape or form. The medical issues she has spoken about in the above videos are not new. In fact, she was considering surgery for these problems while H and I were still employed in 2020. She has also stated recently in her social media posts that she is going on a cruise next week. This isn't the first scheduling conflict she has manufactured after all parties were in agreement and it won't be the last. I would like to keep my profession private from the defendant as long as possible because we have evidence of her harassing other people she claimed were trolls. But as an educator, the closer we get to the end of the school year, the more days are blocked off for state mandated testing and we are not able to take them off. Additionally, I have detailed below the extensive list of dates that the defendant has rescheduled. As I'm in a new job, I cannot continue to request days off only to cancel them and request new ones. Also, as a new teacher hired mid-year, I only have three personal days. One was used for the defendant's deposition. One will be used for mine and the other for H's. Meanwhile, the defendant continues to defame me on a regular basis and has for over 16 months without consequence. I'm weary of waiting. This process needs to continue to move forward without the defendant's unnecessary delays. I appreciate each and every one of you. I really mean that. Please let me know the outcome of this most recent nonsense. And then I listed all of the dates that her deposition was scheduled and then rescheduled. And by this time, there were 12 days that I had requested off from my work, 12 days that I had requested off and then had to cancel, except for one. One, she actually had her deposition on February the 15th of 2022, but the 11 others, I requested them off and then had to cancel. And that is embarrassing as a professional. That is, it's just embarrassing. Then on March the 8th of 2022, the defendant made an Instagram story where she is claiming that this is receipts for her comments about her banking. On the screen, she says, receipts for my Chase comment, hashtag, this is just the beginning, hashtag, the truth will set you free, hashtag, or will it? Chase Bank, my mortgage holder, ran it in December when we were going to close in March till I stopped everything, alerted the bank and police to a problem, and then filed for divorce. We ended up closing in June. The troll blog 
blog somehow knew every single detail about it. This is the first time I'm telling you exact details since it's already out there. So she is referring to information regarding her mortgage that has been speculated on and talked about on Reddit and Gomi. This information is public record. However, at this point in time, the defendant does not seem to know that. And so she is attempting to show proof of something and saying that this is the first time I've ever shared these details. Later that evening on March 8th, 2022, the defendant had a live video. Mm. I don't know where the money went in my bank account. No, he didn't get the house. It just disappeared, but I hired a forensic account and we're gonna figure that shit out real quick. This is gonna be more of a chill trip. The goal is just to get away, be able to write down everything that's been going on. Um, the counselor, and, I mean, not counselor, the attorneys want me to like document everything and it's hard for me to sit down and write it all down because it hurts my feelings. So I'm going to get away from life and just go on that cruise and um, start writing down everything that's been happening. And I've written down a ton of stuff. I've, I usually text my friends in this group text so that like it doesn't get deleted from my phone because a lot of stuff was getting deleted in my phone. I got to do things slowly because, you know, I'm literally starting over from scratch and being like somewhere where I never had to worry about this stuff before because, you know, just... I was very financially successful and then all of a sudden I checked my own bank account and I'm like, where did it all go? I don't know. So I'm literally starting over from zero. But it's kind of nice humbling. If I did it once, I can do it again. I never have to wake up and be like, oh, what crazy happened today? Nope. Hold on, my hands are a little messed up. Tomorrow's my pre-op appointment for my surgery. I'm having surgery in about a week and a half on the 20, the week of the 21st. In this video, she once again talks about how her money disappeared and she hired a forensic accountant. And she has said this so many times before, and it is unclear at this time if she really did or not, but she would use it as an intimidation tactic as if I would be afraid that she would find something nefarious. And I knew that she never would. And so this never bothered me. Again, what bothers me is the implication. And in my career and the things that I had done, implying that I had done some sort of financial damage to her company is very harmful to my reputation. And so at this point, it seems like perhaps she's accusing her husband. But since she's accusing him of colluding with H&I to take her down, it is difficult to tell which one of us she's accusing at this point. So just yesterday in this timeline on the 7th, I learned that my deposition and H's depositions were going to be rescheduled because of a medical procedure. And now in this video, she is talking about how she is going on a cruise and it is before her surgery date, but it's just maddening to have had to watch this footage, knowing that she was canceling our depositions, causing another legal delay and going on vacation. And she claims that this vacation isn't really a vacation, that she's going to go and write everything down and collect all the details for her attorney and a timeline. And so it's really to work on her case stuff. Also, by this point, she has talked so much about all the receipts that she has. And she has even showed all of the binders that she was making. She counted up to 20 binders. And so if her attorneys are still wanting things from her, has she not turned that information over. It's really unclear, but that's what she says is the premise behind this trip. She makes a comment about how she texts her friends a lot of things so that it doesn't get deleted off of her phone. This is going along with her hacking narrative that she has perpetuated this entire time. Then she says how she was financially successful, but it all disappeared. Once again, I had made cash projections to talk to her about my concerns with her spending. And she said that those were fake cash projections, but now she 
multiple times has claimed that all of her money disappeared. Then she says it's not defamatory if it's true. And she did claim the affirmative defense of truth in this lawsuit. However, she provided no facts for any of her claims. And so the truth defense is not valid. And once again, in this video, she talks about how her surgery is the week of the 21st, which once again would not conflict in any way with my deposition or H's deposition 10 days later. On March the 8th, we also got the defendant's deposition back from the court reporter. And the defendant also would have gotten it back at this time and then would have had a period of time to make any corrections or clarifications. At this point in time, I did go through her deposition and made note of inconsistencies and looked at files and gave them all to my attorney to let them know of incorrect information that was in her deposition. However, we were waiting to see perhaps the defendant will correct this information whenever she sends her deposition back. And so at this point in time, I had started going through it, but it wasn't time for the defendant to send it back in and say, yes, this is correct as is, or I've made the following changes, but we got it back for initial review on March the 8th of 2022. Then on March the 9th of 2022, the defendant makes the following Instagram story. Okay, so what I was saying earlier was that uh, I just wanted to say thank you. Number one, it's Ash International Women's Day and I guess it's not a more appropriate time to thank you guys for being so supportive and oh my gosh, the messages I told my son, like I've never felt so like loved and accepted and like valued as I have the last couple weeks. I know it's crazy and um, I don't really have any plans to not continue to tell you what's going on. I think for the last couple of years, I wasn't getting online a lot because I was like scared. Like, oh my gosh, am I allowed to tell him what's going on? Is what I think's going on going on? Like you think you're going crazy, you know, and you, I wasn't. So I will be sharing all of it with you over the next uh, several months. Um, and I just wanted to say thanks because I mean, yes, it does suck. But I know like all this stuff is just going to be such help for somebody one day who feels like they're going bananas too. So anyways, happy International Women's Day. I have never been so thankful for the group of women that I have around me right now. So I appreciate y'all. Friends, surgery officially scheduled for March 21st, which is good because today was freaking annoying the crap out of me. So in this story, the defendant is talking about how it is International Women's Day and she's so thankful for all of her followers and she doesn't have any plans to not continue telling her followers what is going on. And then she says that for the last two years, she was afraid to get online and tell everybody what was going on. So she contradicts herself in this same story. So either you have been telling everybody what's going on or you haven't. We know from all the footage that we've reviewed thus far that she has not stopped being online and she has not stopped talking about all of this. I would like to point out in episode 23, whenever she was doing a TikTok live, she said that she was going to stop talking about all of this because it was affecting her son. Because when she talked about it, she would get letters and then she would have to pay more to her attorneys and it was affecting his college fund. And I think I made a comment at the time that we were reviewing that footage that that would be short-lived and it was extremely short-lived. And so now the story has changed and she has no plans to stop talking about all of this. And once again, she mentions the date of her surgery. Then later on March the 9th of 2022, the defendant makes another live video. Uh, I'm going to spend a lot of this cruise going over a lot of that's happened over the last two years and like putting together the timeline, um, answering a bunch of questions, just kind of taking myself out of the day-to-day -day situations that I'm in so that I can answer a lot of these questions for the investigators and for my attorneys and all that stuff that sometimes I don't like 
I do tend to put it off a little bit because it's just sad, you know, it's heartbreaking, honestly. Um, I got a lot of camera footage back from my security company. So I'll be going through all that stuff and looking at all that. So I don't know. Also, it's like when you're buying a car, everywhere you look, you see that car right now, like everywhere I look, I'm like seeing a situation that's similar to mine. It's so weird. You ever get like that when you're going through something like you notice anybody else that's going through it too? Well, and y'all are like flooding my DMs with other people having the same stories. And it's so wild. Like there needs to be a police force out there for these kind of people. This is crazy. And how do they find other ones just like them and then like team up like little. Oh, I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like little gangs of God. Don't let me be like that. Sometimes yeah. I even tell my kid like, thank God for your empathy today. Cause I do not want. You'll grow up without that. When I was in my deposition that uh, a couple weeks ago, me and we were sitting in front of each other and I said, does this feel weird? And she said, yeah. And I said, it should. I'm glad it does. And I said, that shows me you have a little bit of empathy left. Maybe there's some redeeming yet. And she goes, I do have empathy. And I said, okay, well, good. We're going to need it. And I need a lot of empathy to get through this. Just so you know, big mama ain't quitting. I found these things at work and they're like our intentions for last year. Okay, you want to know what they say? Um, says 2020 goals, be nicer to people, be happier. Uh, verse or quote for the year, I'm only nice to people that are nice to me. Okay, mine says 3 million in sales, double Facebook group, text and emails, everyone at this table, still at this table, if that's their goal too. Uh, things I want to do, make it to three out of four church services per month, do two lives a week myself, make half... Make a half-day work-only schedule, verse or quote of the year. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we'll reap if we do not give up. So, there's mine at the bottom, Galatians 6, 9. The verse is, let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap if we do not give up. said, to learn how to connect emotionally with to get back to engineering, to not get fired from, or to get fired from less than two times, uh, move in and work on the new house, make my wife happy happen uh verse of the year is what the new year brings to you will depend a great deal on what you bring to the new year but -bum -bum. i think that's true so there's even one over there for crystal too we don't need to read those i think crystal said her verse of the year was the person who says it cannot be done should not interrupt the person doing it Never regret being a good person to the wrong people. Uh, Stephanie says, get shit done. Philippians 4.13. She's young. She's young. It's fine. But those are really cool little things. I'll show you what it looks like. So it is just a little thing I printed out. 2020 intentions and has goals, places you want to visit, things you want to do, and then a verse or quote for the year. So we used to make like mood boards and stuff. I just thought it was a cool little team building thing. So in this video, she is talking more about going on her cruise and how she is going to spend her cruise putting together everything for her attorneys from the last two years. And she tends to put it off just because it's so sad. She also says that she got some footage back from her security company and no footage was ever turned over other than what was in the police video, which there were only a few files in the police report and they really didn't have much information on them. So 
this security footage that she's saying that she got back is making it sound nefarious is another intimidation tactic that she used. Once again, did not affect me in terms of thinking that I would be caught for anything because I knew that I hadn't done anything, but it's just another way that she tries to build credibility with her audience. She does say that there should be a police force for narcissists and how do they all find each other. And so part of her allegations are that I am a narcissist. Her husband is a narcissist. It's unclear whether she thinks H is one, but she does mention that when she was in her deposition, that she at one point says that she was alone in a room with H, which I'm not sure the validity to that because H was pretty much with her attorney the entire time other than maybe going to the restroom. But she says that she was with H in a room alone and says, is this weird or awkward? And says maybe H does have some empathy left. And so that sort of language is used a lot with narcissism. And so it's unclear whether she's accusing H of being a narcissist as well. But she is saying that they all team up together. And in the comments, her followers are following suit and saying some of the same things. She also says, Big Mama ain't quitting. And she says that frequently along with her fighting back. And it continues to be odd to me because she's the defendant. And so she must defend herself. So it's not as if she is the one who filed this lawsuit. Also, I've just gone over how the time has passed for her to file a counterclaim, but she says this frequently about how she's not quitting and she's going to fight back. Then she also reads these 2020 little sheets that she made. I think that we did these around Christmas time in 2019 and she reads hers and she reads her husband's and another employee's and they all have these Bible verses for their quote. And then she reads mine and doesn't really say anything about it, but the way that she reads it in her tone, uh, she makes a little face. I did not put a Bible verse for my quote of the year. I put a quote, those who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those who are doing it. I am notoriously a workaholic and I would constantly be saying this needs to be done, that needs to be done, why isn't this done? And I would get the feedback, well, we can't do that because this or that. And I would say, yes, we can. And then I would proceed to do it. And so it was almost kind of a funny dig at the people in the room who would tell me, oh, well, we can't do this. We can't find this. We can't do it this way because then I would just turn around and, and do the thing that I said that we should do. And so she is acting like because I didn't write a Bible verse that maybe that just proves her allegation that I'm actually... Satan or that I'm not a Christian. I'm not really sure, but she does make that reference and make sure to point out the fact that she had put a Bible verse and another employee had put a Bible verse. In the prior episode, the defendant talked about the allegation that her husband is in cahoots with H and I. She has begun saying my name and H's name. And in the season of this new narrative, she is ramping up. And in the next few episodes, we will go over the footage in the next coming weeks leading up to what would have been my deposition. And she does not stop talking about this false and defamatory narrative. She does not stop accusing us of working with her husband to take her down and ruin her life. Also at this time, her surgery is seemingly scheduled for March the 21st. And that's the reason that she's given that she cannot hold our depositions on the 30th and 31st. Also at this time, since this new narrative has been introduced, she has started getting a lot of attention from her followers and people are watching and tuning in more than they had been in the prior months. And so it seemingly fuels her to continue to make this sort of content and to perpetuate this narrative even further. 
because she is getting what she wants. She is getting the attention. She is getting the feedback from her followers that she is trying to elicit. And so she just continues. Also at this time, I am very frustrated. I'm increasingly frustrated because the defendant has had seemingly never ending legal delays. And I mistakenly thought that those were over when we finally had her deposition. I did not expect for her to start delaying my deposition and H's deposition, but she does. And this won't be the first time. Sorry if that's a spoiler. But the defendant's never-ending delay tactics are not only frustrating, it's just delaying justice, what is inevitably going to happen. And I'm not sure if she is delaying everything so that she can try and find this proof that she thinks that she has or admittedly doesn't have. But in a prior episode, I remember the defendant talking about how narcissists will always move the goalpost and that that's what was happening to her. And that was frustrating for me to listen to at the time because that is what was happening to me. And that is what has continued to happen. She has moved the goalpost once again in delaying mine and age's deposition. And one thing that is a common tactic for a guilty party is to delay the legal process in hopes that the plaintiff will drop the lawsuit or just grow weary or will incur such legal fees that they won't be able to continue. And I'm not sure that that was her reasoning here. It's just an interesting correlation. And it is clear at this point that the defendant's delay tactics will not be stopping. Next time on False and Defamatory. My husband told me that we're getting a divorce is because he says that I accused him of working with Crystal and So that's what he told me a thousand million times, that that's why. Once again, his attorneys putting us on his witness list would make perfect sense because the basis, and she says it, that she was accusing him of colluding with us and that's why they're getting divorced. Nobody did any of the things that she is accusing anyone of. I wasn't doing the things that she was accusing me of. H wasn't doing them. And so then she also took this and started accusing her husband of working with us when the things she was saying about us weren't even true. And now she is actually getting a divorce over it and none of it's true. And so that's very sad to me. It truly is. It's not like on TV where like you keep all your evidence quiet and then you go to court at the last minute and you bring it up and like, oh my God, that's what happened. It's not like that. In this, in these situations, you have to talk about all of the evidence up front and then you give them time to come up with whatever bullshit they have to dispute it. And luckily in my world, um, there's nothing you can do to untruth that stuff. At the end of the day, there's nothing that I've said that's even remotely an inch from the truth. Once again, she has never turned over a single fact of evidence to prove anything that she has said. Oh, I got all the receipts, sister. What you just saw times 10 million, not joking, like literally. Once again in her deposition, which is almost a month prior at this point, she admitted to having nothing, no facts, no evidence, and nothing was ever turned over. So she likes to talk about these receipts that she had. She even alluded to a picture of her phone being in a pillowcase as a receipt, but she doesn't actually have facts or any evidence to back up anything that she has ever said throughout this false and defamatory narrative. Remember what you know and what you can prove are two different things, right? So what I know and what I I can prove may be two different things, but what I know and what I 
share my story are not going to be two different things because they're the same thing. She knows that she has a following and she can just get on her social media and say whatever she wants and her followers believe her without showing any actual proof. She just said that a picture of her phone in a pillowcase is one of her receipts and her followers jump on that and support her. And so with that statement, she knows exactly what will happen. I do not want to make a spectacle out of this. She has made this a spectacle since November of 2020. Here's the thing. If the court ain't going to take care of you, my mouth will, okay? The issue is she's lying, and she has been lying since November of 2020. My concern is that people believed her lies, and it affected my life, my career, my children. But just want to say thank y'all for being so supportive. I love y'all. And there's a huge outlet section on the website. And there it is the sale. She did this big live video. She admittedly spilled a lot of tea. Oh, by the way, there's a huge sale on my website right now. So she is perpetuating this on purpose. She knows exactly what she is doing. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could actually accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.